Hello, Michael Lombardo here from Life Poured Out International. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. This background is not our typical background. If you've listened to or seen my last couple interviews with Pastor Brian Simmons or Dr. Brian Simmons, as well as Pastor Tim Fruits, and you'll know that we are in Wichita, Kansas at New Life Covenant Church. The Lord put on our hearts to take the podcast on the road this year to go to locations where God is really moving and to shake hands and actually be there with the individuals that are a part of those great moves of God. And so I'm excited to be here. It's a blessing. And I'm sitting with a leader in the body of Christ that has been a uh, blessing to my life, my family's life, and many countless around the world. Um, He's a pastor at uh, Bethel in Redding, California, as well as one of the co-leaders or, you know, he, he started the Supernatural School of Ministry out there in Bethel in Redding, California. And he travels itinerantly. He ministers to thousands. He's written several books, a lot of different training books on the prophetic and several um, and so many different topics out there on identity. One of his first books was actually a huge blessing in my life, The Supernatural Ways of Royalty. And so anyway, thank you so much, Chris, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the prophetic because I know that um, you've been a prophetic voice in the body of Christ for years, and God's used you in that way to really equip people in the prophetic. I'd love to talk about the heart of the prophetic a little bit because in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, um, it talks about, you know, pursue love, pursue love, but earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. And so I know the prophetic is um, a gift that you've really given yourself to for years. And so um, why do you feel like the prophetic got highlighted that? And that's really valuable to the body of Christ right now. Well, I mean, I, honestly, prophetic ministry boiled down to its you know, lowest common denominator is basically I'm praying, God talks to me, and if he talks to me about someone else, I talk to them about what he talked to me about. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the yeah. lowest... And, you know, it's, it's really, it, that's really the, the fruit of prophetic ministry. Yeah. And the root of prophetic ministry is this, that we listen to God, we hear God. And Jesus died on the cross to bring us into relationship. Mm-hmm. So the goal of a relationship is, you know, is to, I mean, the goal of connection is to have a relationship. And yeah. I think, so prophecy, I think, brings us in, gives us this gift that gives us connection to God's voice, both for us and through us. And so I think that's, it's the root of it. I mean, it's the, it's the only gift in which we are called to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, yeah. but especially that you should prophesy. Mm-hmm. In, in uh, Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 17, 18, 19, it says that God's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Mm-hmm. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And, uh, and, and, and then he goes on to say, and you'll all prophesy. So twice he talks about prophecy there. So I think prophecy is one of the gifts of the Spirit that we are supposed to earnestly desire, actually go after. And, you know, you hear a lot of people like, well, I don't, I don't really want the gifts of the Spirit. I want the fruit of the Spirit. So, well, it's actually a command. It's not a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I think it's pretty important that this is a core it's a core way that we minister to other people. It's a core way that God ministers to us. Yeah. I think a lot of people that, that say that are just maybe hurt by, you know, mm-hmm. maybe some people that use the prophetic not in the right way. Yeah. Or they've been hurt in certain churches that maybe focus on the totally. gifts of the Spirit. And so they, they, they swing to the other extreme of, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. You know, I just want the fruit of the Spirit because that's what it's all about. Because obviously we need more of the fruit of the Spirit in the church yeah. as well. And so, you know, those people, you know. And so, but um, when it comes to, I know that there's people, and the Word of God makes very clear that, you know, there's, there's an office of a prophet. Yeah. 
but it also encourages everyone to prophesy. And so many people think, well, I don't have that gift to prophesy. Uh, that's not that's not my gifting. That's for the prophetic person on the stage or, you know, that person who's called yeah. to speak in the churches and speak in the nations. But I don't know if I'm supposed to pursue that. Do you think that every person can access that gift? Yeah, everybody that has, you know, has received Christ has received the Holy Spirit. And the, whole, the gifts of the Spirit, it's why they're called the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They're actually gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He brings His gifts with Him. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nine spiritual gifts, as you just mentioned, mentioned yeah. in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, and 1 Corinthians 14. And so, uh, yeah, you have full access to the gifts of the Spirit. And you access them by faith. Yeah. You know, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul said, Do not despise prophetic utterances. Mm. Yeah. Examine everything that's good and hold fast and hold fast to what is good. Mm -hmm. Examine everything and hold fast to what is good. So um, actually the previous verse says don't quench the spirit. Mm -hmm. And he says don't despise prophetic utterances. And then he says hold, uh, you know, examine everything carefully and hold fast to what is good. Mm -hmm. So my point is there is that God has set up a, a platform and a pattern for us to, first of all, not quench the spirit, mm -hmm. not grieve the spirit, yeah. and not despise prophetic utterances. I mean, th that's a specific, that's a specific command from the Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think that yes, everyone can move in the spirit of God. Everyone should move in the spirit of God, uh, in the gifts of the spirit, in the spirit of God. And I think that we should. They're gifts, so we shouldn't despise gifts, right? 100%, 100%. And it's a simplicity. I love how you explained how Jesus died to bring us into right relationship yeah. with God. And that relationship looks like we're communing with Him. He's exactly. speaking to us, not just about our circumstances, our life, our identity, but if we're walking with Him and communing with Him and abiding in the Holy Spirit, yeah. then He is speaking to us about others. So mm -hmm. we're stewarding His voice. And some people might not be called to prophesy over nations and churches. That might be for the office of the prophet, but yeah. the prophet is supposed to equip the saints in yes. the prophetic, mm -hmm. right? And so I think, that's, I think that's vital. And one distinction that's clear, because a lot of people that grab a Bible, they look at the Old Testament and they see, you know, Jeremiah, and they see all these prophets declaring yeah. wrath and judgment on nations yeah. and things like that. And they see something a little bit different in the New Testament. I think I've heard you teach on this, and mm -hmm. it's really important. I'd love to go into the difference between Old Testament and New Testament prophets. Yeah, well, you know, the Old Testament, the prophets were like the policemen of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. You know, the soul that sins shall die, Isaiah said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, the deal is, in the Old Testament, the, the overarching story of the Old Testament is that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Mm -hmm. And so the law told us what our, you know, how to live right and where our sin was. Mm -hmm. And the prophets were the policemen of the Old Testament, and they brought judgment on people who did evil or on countries that did evil. Yeah. But the deal is, that in the New Testament, you know, Paul says that prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Mm -hmm. Edification to build you up. Exhortation to call you near. And comfort to console you. Mm -hmm. these, these, this is the core message of the New Covenant. Yeah. If, you, if you think about it, if you took an Old Testament prophet and you moved him into the New Testament, what would it look like? Well, think about 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Yeah. All things have passed away and all things become new. But the next verse says that God was in Christ and he was reconciling the world to himself, mm -hmm. not counting their trespasses against them. Sure. The next verse says, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation mm -hmm. as if God was begging through us to be reconciled mm -hmm. to God. So let's think about this for a minute. If he took 
an Old Testament prophet whose basic ministry was judgment, mm -hmm. and you moved him into the New Covenant, yeah. how would his ministry change? Well, we actually know that because we have an example in Elijah. Mm -hmm. Malachi writes, in the last days, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. Mm -hmm. When's he going to do it? In the last days. So it's on the other side of the cross. Like yeah. Elijah lived mm -hmm. on, he lived on the dark side of the, of the cross. <laughs> I like to say the dark side of the moon yeah. before yeah. the crucifixion of Christ. Sure. Yeah. But remember, he didn't die. He went up in a chariot. That's right. And Malachi prophesied that Elijah's coming back. And what's he going to do when he comes back? He's going to restore the hearts of fathers to sons and daughters and the hearts of sons and daughters to fathers. Again, it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 18, 19, and 20. It's the ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. On this side of the cross, on the dark side of the cross, he, was, he judged nations. He killed 450 false prophets. He stopped the rain. He caused a famine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was a prophet of, of judgment, mostly. Yeah. But you take, uh, you take Elijah... And you move him on the other side of the cross, and suddenly he's reconciling families. That's great. It's yeah. a beautiful picture that this is our ministry in Christ, that mm -hmm. our job as prophetic people is to use the prophetic ministry to reconcile people. And how do you do that? Not counting their trespasses against them. That's the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Old Testament, they're calling out sins. And the New Testament, we're calling out, we're calling out the hidden gifts of God in people. We're calling out mm -hmm. the hidden treasures in people. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there, a, I love that and I agree 100%. Is there a role at all for strong words in the prophetic? Yeah, there's words for warning, but not judgment. Mm -hmm. That's and, a good distinction. Yeah, and, you know, Agabus warned of a, he warned of a coming famine. But he did not connect that coming famine to sin. And he didn't say it was the hand of God either. No, he exactly. didn't say, you know, there's a coming famine because you followed other gods. Well, what prophet in the Old Testament wouldn't take advantage of famine? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, they're always yeah. tied, you know, natural disasters to mm -hmm. sin against God, right? Mm -hmm. But Agabus doesn't say one word about any sin. He just is prophesying about a coming famine, knowing evidently by the Spirit that there would sure. be a natural disaster, probably by the laws of nature, I would sure. guess, that there was going to be a famine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, he gave a warning. Mm -hmm. The difference between a warning and a judgment, obviously, is a warning is just like I said, hey, don't cross the street, there's a car coming. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. judgment is, hey, that's, that, that car that's coming, it was meant to run you over because of what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think there's a place for warning. I think if your whole ministry is warnings, warnings, mm -hmm. warnings, warnings, I think you got the wrong spirit. You know, mm -hmm. there's a big difference between living with my dad got angry and living with an angry dad. Mm, that's good. And uh, there's yeah. a lot of uh, church, there's a lot of ministry, wow. there's a lot of prophetic ministry still that is representing the Godfather instead of the <laughs> Heavenly Father. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I also think that we're trying to do, you know, we're often trying to do with prophecy what we should be doing with discipleship. Mm. Because yeah. in discipleship, the word discipleship actually comes from the word disciple, which comes from the word discipline. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're trying to do sometimes with prophecy, you know, where we have no relationship with somebody, mm -hmm. but we're trying to like correct that evil in them, tell them they're doing a bad job. And, and God has that role in the lives, in our lives, right? As our and, father, yeah. Yeah, as our father and also in our accountability. Mm -hmm. So we, there's lots of stories in the Bible where brothers, uh, you know, rebuke brothers, faithful are mm -hmm. the wounds of a friend, deceitful yeah. the kisses of an enemy, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Hebrews 12 talks about the fact that fathers discipline sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. So there's a place for discipline. There's a for place sure. for correction. 
It's just in the role, it's in the relational role, not in the prophetic role. Yeah, I love that. I've never mm -hmm. really seen it that way before, but that's, that's so yeah. true. And um, what would you, I know because you mentioned people that have their ministries that are only focusing on the negative, only focusing on the oh. sin and the darkness. There's a lot of prophetic voices out there. And I feel like people that don't have a good foundation, a strong foundation in the Word of God, they know God loves them, He likes them, they understand who they are in Christ, they get their righteousness, they could be easily moved by these prophetic voices that are out there. Or just everyone's wanting to be a prophet nowadays. It's real mm. easy to get a Facebook page, an Instagram yeah, page, sure. do a YouTube channel mm. and start releasing videos. How would you help steer people the right way in terms of what they're listening to on a daily basis? Because there's so much deception out there in the name of the Lord and in prophecy. Well, two things I'd say. First of all, to the person who's doing that, I would say Proverbs, Solomon wrote, he who separates himself seeks his own desire. Mm -hmm. And here's one of the things I've, I've noticed over many years is that the most harsh prophecies come from people who are disconnected from the body of Christ. <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard to prophesy against your own house. It's very difficult, it's, it's very easy to prophesy against the house you don't own. Mm -hmm. And so when you get disconnected from the body of Christ, yeah. it's really easy to have strong opinions about how people should be doing stuff and mm -hmm. why they aren't. Yeah. But when you're inside the house, where you actually have a relationship with people, mm -hmm. it's, you, first of all, you see things from a different perspective. Yeah. So, you know, the second thing I'll say is, that again, 1 Thessalonians 5 says, don't despise prophetic utterances, examine everything carefully and hold fast to what is good. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, for, for these folks that are prophesying, you know, big world events, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, the, the, again, they get a Facebook page, they get an Instagram, whatever, TikTok page, and pretty mm -hmm. soon, you know, they're prophesying these world events. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll go back and see what their accuracy has been. You know, I gave a prophetic word publicly about President Trump having a second term. Mm -hmm. and, and that word turned out to be wrong, mm -hmm. which is, again, the First Thessalonians 5 thing, examining everything carefully, sure. hold fast to what is good. And the first thing I did is came, came on and I apologized for that prophetic word and also asked people to examine the other prophetic words that I have given because I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I prophesied Obama's both terms, Bush's both terms. And, you know, and, and my point is, is that nobody is, no one gets it right all the time. 100% of the time, yeah. But you should have a, a good track record <laughs> before you start, you know, you, may, you, don't, you don't have to hit 100% of the baskets, but, you know, if you're shooting 10%, probably should be thinking about Oh, yeah. If, you know, if, if this is your metron, I don't mean you're a false prophet or you have a false gift. I just mean it's not time for you to be on the big stage, mm -hmm. you know, sharing these words. So I, I think that, you know, examine someone's ministry. Uh, you know, again, I'll say this. A lot of people lost trust in my ministry because I missed that prophetic word. And I think that's the normal ramification of, of, make, you know, of, of making a mistake like that. They for should. Sure. They should double check. They should say, hey, you got that wrong. Hey. How come you got that wrong? I think that's an honest mm -hmm. question. And Absolutely. I think if you want to if you want to run with the big dogs and get off the porch, yeah. you can't be like, well, those people are so sensitive to the fact, well, you if you have a good reputation, people begin to believe in your prophetic declarations. Absolutely. And when you miss them, they should be disappointed. And disappointed mm -hmm. people have a right to question you. And so, you know, I, I, I count it as painful, but if, uh, also a privilege. Absolutely. And I think that... Uh, you know, when, you're, if, when you put your trust in a prophetic gift, someone's prophetic gift, first of all, you should realize that you have 
you have the responsibility and the right to judge those prophecies yourself, mm -hmm. and even with a group of other prophetic people. And secondly, um, I think that uh, you have to realize that there's no human that's infallible. That's right. We see in part. Yeah, we see in part. So mm -hmm. I, I think those things are, yeah, I, we're all learning, you know. This, mm -hmm. is, this is, prophetic ministry in the church, as far as at the frequency that what we're seeing, you know, this is a, the last 40-year phenomenon. And, you know, we're in the infancy of learning and growing in prophetic ministry. And I, I think I've watched the body of Christ grow well, but I also think that there's a lot of people out there that, um, yeah, they, they, you know, you can have a great big platform now because you're a great marketer, <laughs> and you don't have to necessarily be, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to have great knowledge of the Bible oh, for to sure. have a great relationship with God. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the honesty, I just, I, it's a breath of fresh air to have so much honesty, authenticity, and mm -hmm. accountability in the prophetic. Yeah. I think we've, we've grown leaps and bounds, and for me, hearing somebody come out and share that they missed a word is a breath of fresh air. It shows their humility. It shows that they care less about their platform and more about making the King of Kings famous yeah. in the earth. And it's somebody when somebody hides it and pretends like they didn't give the word and they, and they go on and they just want people to forget that they gave the word. To me, that's a little scary. To me, that's, yeah. that's when it makes me want to go, hold on a second about this person and this ministry. If yeah. you're bold enough to give it, be bold enough to take responsibility for it. Well, yeah. And I, you so, know, I run into people all the time. They're like, I've never got a professional word wrong well I listen to prophetic words and they never say anything specific yeah <laughs> so if you're like yeah you got brown hair and brown eyes and you're a boy and God loves you and God loves you you know <laughs> uh, and, and you know I, and we're joking a little bit yeah, I mean if are, you're just yeah. giving very encouraging words that have no specifics mm -hmm. you know God bless you that's great you're probably not going to have many misses you know because mm -hmm. you're what you're doing is real general if you're guiding the nations and you're guiding, you know, governments and businesses and people's lives. And it's, it's not the only thing I do for sure. It's not even the main thing I do. But, yeah. you know, when you're in those, those realms, I mean, the risk factor goes up dramatically. Oh, absolutely. You know? There's a lot of faith prophesying proportion to your faith. There's, yeah, a, lot of, there's exactly. a lot of faith in releasing those words. Exactly. You know? There's a lot of risk, too. <laughs> there's a lot of risk, especially yeah. when all eyes are on you and everyone can say whatever they feel on social yeah. media and everything. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, you know that, was, that was the first public miss that, that I know of, that I know of, that I've ever had. Now, mm -hmm. you know, you, when you prophesy a hundred things a year with people, mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't get always get feedback like, hey, that, was, sure. that wasn't accurate. Mm -hmm. But as far as, you know, the, the biggest mess I've ever made and the most prominent one, as far as I know, as far as I, I am aware of to, to this day, the, you know, the only time that I've ever missed a government office, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, that's a, that's the first time that I know of. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, also I, I I feel I've been teaching the body of Christ what the Bible teaches for years that we have a safety net underneath us. You know, First yes. Corinthians fourteen says, "Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others pass judgment." Mm -hmm. So you know, we we're in this. Uh, the Lord has cradled us in prophetic ministry with core values that give us a safety net, mm -hmm. so that we are not carrying like the Old Testament people did, all this authority, well, you better do what the prophet says or you're going to die. Yeah. And if the prophet gets it wrong, he's going to die. Mm -hmm. It's like this whole culture of death and yeah. uh, that was the weight of prophetic ministry on the Old Testament mm -hmm. prophets, but also the weight on the, the, the people mm -hmm. who are listening to the, the Old Testament prophets. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah, that's, there's yeah. a big difference, right, between the Old and New Testament, and there's, there's, uh, there's a, a, a completely different New Testament covenant <laughs> culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the one thing that, there's a lot of things I love about Bethel. What a t tremendous ministry and beautiful church. Yeah. And um, one thing I really love about the culture and environment there, and I know because I've visited and also I have a lot of friends that went to the Supernatural yeah. School of Ministry. I know there is a lot of freedom um, it, within the community for yeah. people to grow in their gifts. Yeah. And that's, and that's key. There's a lot of, you know, if someone is desiring and hungering to grow in the prophetic mm -hmm. and they're in a church that tries to silence them or isn't open to the prophetic gifts, yeah. it's important to get into an environment like the Supernatural School of Ministry or a church in general yeah. that is open to the gifts. So we could, we could you know, there is, you know, we do fail. We do, we, do, we don't always get it right, especially in yeah. the learning process. And there's grace there. Yeah. And there's grace from we the We call Lord it there. like an R&D culture and our research and development culture. In the area of learning and growing with the Holy Spirit, in the area of the gifts, we want to see an R&D culture with coaches and refs, you know, coaches and referees. Mm -hmm. And that's the, you know, we, we have to have, we have to learn how to uh, fail successfully. <laughs> we have to learn how to move in the Holy Spirit, and that takes time, you know, even natural things. Like, nobody got on a bicycle and rode off into the sunset. <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody, you know, played, uh, you know, basketball and, and hit every basket, right. you know. so. Um, you know, these are all things you might have. You might be a great athlete, but there's still a process in which you're learning your skill. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you can't teach someone how to, you can't give someone the gift of, uh, of the Holy Spirit, but you can teach them the, the skill of moving with the Holy Spirit yeah. once they have a gift, right? Mm -hmm. It's the Holy Spirit's job to impart the gift to people. Oh, yeah. Well, just like in First John, he mm -hmm. uses the term practicing righteousness yeah i love, <laughs> I love that yeah. too because you're practicing the guitar you know you might you might be getting pretty good at it but yeah. you're hitting some wrong notes and mm -hmm. it doesn't doesn't you know you get calluses in your fingers it doesn't happen overnight you're not and you're learning and growing your entire life in that gift yeah hebrews so. 5 says having your having your senses trained yeah. to discern good and evil mm -hmm. you know first uh, timothy 4 paul says to timothy take the gifts that were given to you and 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 give yourself completely to them until your progress is being seen by everyone. Yeah. And these are spiritual gifts that were given to him through the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these are all these are all verses that we're pointing out that say, hey, you have to actually do something with what God gives you. Mm -hmm. And there might be a time there there might be a there might be a season where you you actually are having to show that you're making progress. Mm -hmm. You know, that yeah. you're growing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I even think about King David where he says, I think it's Psalm 144, he's training my hands for battle, my yeah. fingers for warfare. Yeah, all over the place, all over Scripture, there's training, there's practicing, all mm -hmm. of that. And so um, as we end this podcast, would you? I would love for you to maybe share a little bit, what do you feel like God's doing like right now in the body of Christ? Or what's, or what's on your heart in this season yeah. specifically? You know, um, we're, you know, we're moving out of COVID right now, so whoever yeah. watches this, they might watch it 10 years from now mm -hmm. or, you know, but we're, you know, the globe, uh, you know, globally, we're moving out of COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we, Bethel as a church, you know, we've sent out our senior pastors and we are going through a, a great transition mm -hmm. yeah. with, you know, appointing a new, a new team. And between COVID, you know, social justice issues, now the Russian-Ukrainian thing that's yeah. going on, mm -hmm. you know, with our brothers and sisters in, in war with each other. You know, uh, and then uh, we just mentioned COVID, mm -hmm. and then and then just add normal life to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. uh, I I stood up in front of our team, our leadership team, and I had in my notes talk about going through transition. Mm -hmm. But when I got up to say transition, the Lord immediately said to me, "You're not going through a transition. 
you're going through a metamorphosis. Wow, okay. And I'm like, all right. And then immediately, you know, the analogy that everybody uses, which I think is beautiful, mm -hmm. is the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. Mm -hmm. It's in there for two weeks as it liquefies and then reforms into a butterfly. Yeah. And I actually feel like that we as a globe, as a global, uh, as a global people and as global believers, mm -hmm. that we are in the cocoon of darkness and it's not the darkness of destruction. Yeah. It's Isaiah 60, Arise and shine for your light has come. Behold, deep darkness covers the earth, yeah. but the Lord will rise upon you. Mm -hmm. Those, these to me are all verses that say, we're in this cocoon, and it may feel constricted. It may feel, it may feel um, you know, um, yeah, I guess constricted is the best word. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a cave and you can't get out. Yeah. Um, but we're going to emerge, and it is in the pressure to break that cocoon that actually pushes the blood mm. to the wings of the butterfly so that it can you know ensue in flight and so mm. i think that what's happening in this trial that we're in yeah. globally mm -hmm. is that we are pressing against the walls of this cocoon mm. and like and like elijah who you know found himself in the cave yeah. and then emerged you know he went from uh, you know, an angry prophet to a spiritual father. He came, he went into that cave, an angry prophet, yeah. an angry, scared, suicidal prophet, I might add. <laughs> yeah. And he merged as a, as a father to a whole prophetic movement mm -hmm. in which everybody that worked around him went from the company of prophets, which they were called, mm -hmm. to the sons of the prophets. Mm -hmm. Because a father emerged from the cocoon of the cave. Mm -hmm. He went in an angry prophet, and he came out a restorative father. Yeah. And I believe that we are, you know, and I, you know, how long we're going to be in this cave completely and how we emerge, I, you know, I, I think specifics will start to flow. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we're going to come out and we're going to be, um, you know, in touch with heaven in a new way. And some people are like, oh, that's that whole thing, man, you're going to be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. I'm like, no, I'm actually thinking we're going to be so heavenly minded, we're going to finally be earthly good. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand that phrase yeah. because we're co-seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yeah. The, the scriptures constantly say, set your mind on things above, not things beneath. Think about things which are lovely and noteworthy. And the Apostle Paul is always yeah. telling us to be heavenly minded yeah, people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And this is us, you know, come up here and we start living from heaven towards earth, mm -hmm. from the third heaven to the first heaven. Um, you know, these are these are all phrases that really say the same thing. We have to know what God's thinking and have the mind of Christ so that we can relate to the world in a way that brings out the best in them yeah. and actually brings out the worst in the devil. <laughs> you know, so we need good. to give the devil a bad day. Yes, we do. Bad, a bad era. And God is raising up a company of people that adore him and love him and are willing to lay down their yeah. lives for the gospel. And we get to be a part of this amazing thing that God's doing in the Absolutely. earth. And so, and you've been a part of it for years. Yeah. And I honor you as a spiritual father um, to so many people and a spiritual leader in the body of Christ Thank that you. I've gleaned from and thousands have around the world. And I appreciate you taking the time to be with me here today yeah. on the podcast. It's an honor to sit with Thank you and you. get your perspective. Thank you. Yeah. And so how could people who are watching right now um, access your ministry a little bit more, yeah. grab hold of the resources that are available? Well, you can go to Bethel.com. That's one way you can, you know, do it. But you can also go to uh, KV, uh, K like in, in Kelly, V like in Victor, mm -hmm. KVMinistries.com. Mm -hmm. And that'll take you to all our resources. There's 
about three or four hundred messages, some in print, some audio, some video, mm -hmm. uh, they're all, that are all free there for you. And then we have other things that you can buy if you, if you want to. So kvministries.com. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for Thank being with me much. today. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you guys. We desire awakening in the body of Christ, for our hearts to be awakened to the beauty of Jesus, all that He has done for us, our relationship with the Father, Son, and Spirit, who we are in Christ, how we can walk that out every day. So make sure to subscribe, rate, review, so we can get this out to more people, so they can be blessed, encouraged, awakened by the gospel of Jesus. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast.